Protein House, Eat with a Purpose, text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions, and I will try to answer those all throughout the show. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. And at 10 o'clock, Jay Binkley's taking over. He'll be on until 11.30 today, taking you right up to kickoff of the Houston Texans and the Washington R's right here on 610 Sports Radio, immediately followed by the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers as 610 is your football station. Uh, but we got a lot to get to. Let's go ahead and get into these end of the matchups. Had a lot of bye weeks this week. The Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, New York Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers are all on by. So some of you might need some streaming options, and we've got a lot of viable options today. But where we want to start, the Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons. This actually should be a pretty fun game. I know I trash the Dallas Cowboys a lot, and I trash Dak Prescott quite a bit, but I actually like Dak a lot in this one. He's actually been pretty good recently. He's got multiple touchdown passes. And uh, several games over the past month, Atlanta has given up three passing touchdowns in every game this season, except for when they played Eli Manning and Alex Smith. So unless you're Eli Manning or Alex Smith, virtually every other quarterback that has played the Atlanta Falcons this season has passed for at least three passing touchdowns. And I do think Dak Prescott, while not much better, is better than Eli Manning and Alex Smith. So I think Dak Prescott is definitely somebody you can get into your lineups today. Amari Cooper. Should also be a big-time play this week. Uh, as we know, you just have to start guys against the Atlanta Falcons. Like, we've gone over this all year long. Atlanta's defense just isn't good. They are decimated by injury. So you play guys when they get the opportunity to play this defense. So, of course, Ezekiel Elliott's in your lineup. And I think Amari Cooper absolutely has to be in your lineup today as well. Uh, I'm not cocky enough to, to condone starting any other Dallas pass catcher because we know they're just not very good. But they've gotten out of their way since Amari Cooper was acquired by them to get him the football, and I think they will continue to do that today against a very bad defense. On the other side, obviously you're playing Julio Jones. Dallas does have a pretty strong pass defense, and Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu have been pretty inconsistent over the last month. Sanu playing through a hip injury, and Calvin Ridley, you know, he, he did all of his damage early on in the season. I think he's got seven touchdowns on the year, but he got all of that in basically like a three-week time frame. And other than that, he, he's lucky if he gets 50 receiving yards a game. So Calvin Ridley's kind of a dart throw against a pretty strong pass defense. But it is worth noting, Sean Lee is supposed to be out in this game. And as we know, over the past several years, the Dallas defense is very, very different when Sean Lee is not in the lineup. So that does bode well for a potent Atlanta Falcons offense. So I actually think that Austin Hooper is definitely a guy that you need to play today because the Dallas Cowboys haven't been great against the position in general. We know the tight end position as a whole is absolutely terrible. And Austin Hooper has been quietly really good recently. So with no Sean Lee in today's game, I think Austin Hooper is a actual must start. Uh, Tevin Coleman should be in your lineup despite a tough looking matchup on paper because Sean Lee also impacts the run game heavily. And Coleman has separated himself a little bit from Edo Smith, starting to take more control of the backfield instead of the 50 50 split they had early on. I like Tevin Coleman a lot today, even though it looks like it's a tough matchup. The Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. Cam's been great this year, despite a blowout loss last week. Detroit has given up multiple passing touchdowns in five of their last six games. 
Cam should be able to run on them. Lions are just brutal against the run, so Christian McCaffrey is an absolute must-start, even though Dusty Likens says I hate him. And other than that, though, I don't want any part of the Panthers' wide receivers. They have three wide receivers who are all basically dart throws at this point. You don't get any type of consistency from them. So if you're going to start a single Carolina Panthers wide receiver, you're doing it because you're desperate, because you don't have a choice, because you don't have a better option, especially in a week with a lot of buys. Uh, Greg Olson has been a model of consistency since returning from injury, so he should absolutely be in your lineup. But other than that, outside of Cam, outside of Christian McCaffrey, outside of Greg Olson, I don't really want any part of those Carolina pass catchers. But the Detroit Lions, the Panthers are pretty good against the run, so it's a tough matchup for Karrion Johnson, although he's not splitting nearly as much time these days as he was early on in the season. So I think you can start him even though it's a tough matchup because in season long, you probably don't have many guys that are going to be better plays than carry on Johnson anyways. But no Marvin Jones this week. So Kenny Galladay is the only Lions wide receiver that any of us have ever heard of who's going to be in this game today. TJ Jones is a guy that's going to get some looks, but uh, he's still not somebody that I'm I'm playing unless I am absolutely desperate and I, unless I'm in like a 16-team league with really deep rosters. And there's no one on the waiver wire besides somebody like that. Kenny Galladay, of course, is going to get tons of volume. So I think you have to play him against an exploitable Carolina Panthers secondary. But it's still going to be a tough matchup. As we've seen, you know, sometimes losing these guys is beneficial to other players on the team. Sometimes losing these guys means that everybody on the team is going to struggle. And I see a lot of that today. Although Theo Riddick is supposed to play a lot out of the slot today. So he's a guy that you could absolutely pick up and start. He's probably not available in a lot of your leagues, but he might be on your waiver wire. So if he is, go out there and get him. (laughs) Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. I don't hate this game for Marcus Mariota. QBs are passing all over the Colts this season. Not just elite guys, but guys like Blake Bortles and Derek Carrs actually had their best games of the season against the Indianapolis secondary. So I actually like Deion Lewis a lot in this game, despite the fact that the Colts are actually pretty good against running backs this season. Lewis gets all the passing work because we know Derrick Henry's a non-factor there. So I like this matchup for Lewis. I don't like this matchup for Henry, as the Indianapolis Colts have actually been very good against the run. And Derrick Henry's just one of the most disappointing players in fantasy this season. I will take a throw at Corey Davis this week, though. As I just told you, the Colts secondary can't really slow anybody down. Davis is starting to come on a little bit recently. But uh, what what's weird about Davis is in the games where he gets in the end zone, he has monster games. Like, we're talking over 100 yards, 120 yards, touchdown grab. Like, those are the games that Corey Davis just goes off. But if Corey Davis doesn't get in the end zone, then he's basically a non-factor. He's only getting, like, 50 yards a game. So, if you get him in the end zone early on in this game, that means Corey Davis is probably in for a big day. So, I like Corey Davis a lot this week. As far as the Colts go, Andrew Luck should be in your lineup every week. I don't... I I, I had a guy in one of my leagues last week who, who didn't play Andrew Luck because of a pretty tough matchup on paper. Andrew Luck still had a pretty good game. Like, Andrew Luck is a top five fantasy quarterback, and he is locked into that right now, no matter what the game, game script says. So, so Andrew Luck should be in your lineup every week without question. I do not love Marlon Mack this week, though. I He's been pretty tough since his, since his first couple games back from injury where he went off. Um, the Titans have a top seven run defense. They've been up there all year. The pass defense is tougher than you would think. So I don't love Marlon Mack in this game. 
But as far as the wide receivers go, I think you got to take a shot on them because I do think they're going to throw the ball a lot. And Andrew Luck's actually never lost to the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, th- th- this is a different Titans team, but I still love Andrew Luck in this one. I still like T.Y. Hilton. And Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron are both stars to me. The Titans are good against the tight end position. But the only real elite tight end that they played this season is Zach Ertz, who absolutely torched them. So I actually like Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. The only reason to be a little questionable about Eric Ebron is that Eric Ebron, since Jack Doyle came back, Jack Doyle gets like 95% of the snaps. Eric Ebron basically playing in like 50% of the snaps. But when he's on the field, he's still getting targeted by Andrew Luck. So that's enough for me. I am still playing Eric Ebron every single week. (laughs) Tampa Bay at the New York Giants. Ryan Fitzpatrick has played in only four games from start to finish all year. But when he's played a game from the beginning until the end, he's thrown for 400 yards in all four of those contests. Giants' pass defense is actually pretty decent against wide receivers, but they're still giving up nearly 300 yards, multiple scores per game. So while their defense seems to do a pretty good job of holding down wide receivers, they're still giving up a ton of yards. I still like Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot in this game. And... I like Mike Evans. I like Deshaun Jackson. If you beat the Giants secondary, you're going to do it deep. So I love Deshaun Jackson, especially in this game, because I think Fitzmagic is going to take some shots at him downfield. Chris Godwin is questionable all week. He is expected to play, but he's getting less and less work as the season goes on. So I'm staying away from him this week. But And as far as O.J. Howard goes, I think you have to deploy him every single week. He's been very good this season when healthy. And tight end is just a bad spot for everyone this season, so you're not going to find many guys who have been as productive as O.J. Howard. He needs to be in your lineup each and every week, and as always, I'm staying away from this Tampa Bay running game. Peyton Barber's been a little bit more effectively recently, but I just don't I just don't trust that running game. I don't trust him as a player because he's just not a very special talent. As far as the Giants go, obviously you're starting Odell. Obviously you're starting Saquon. That goes without saying. Slot receivers have absolutely crushed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. So Sterling Shepard is a guy who should be in virtually every lineup. And he's a guy that I am playing in a lot of DFS lineups today because Sterling Shepard is a talented player. And so last week we expected uh, Maurice Harris of the Washington Stars to have a big game. Didn't do that much, but that offense is just devastated by injuries right now. Sterling Shepard, I think, is a much more talented player. So I like him today. And Evan Ingram, who's been a pretty big disappointment so far this season, Bucks are one of the worst teams in the NFL against the tight end position. They're bottom three in almost every category against tight ends. I think Evan Ingram absolutely has to be in your lineup today. <laughs> the Houston Texans at the Washington R's, which you can hear right here on 610 Sports Radio, starting at 1130, immediately following my guy Jay Binkley. R's offensive line's falling apart, as I just told you. The Texans are very good against the run, too. So you, you factor that in. A offensive line that's missing up to three starters and Adrian Peterson, who is being held together by duct tape because he is very old, although he is outperforming what we all expected this season. I don't think you can play Adrian Peterson today against one of the top six run defenses in the NFL. He basically needs 20 carries to be any type of effective. And I don't, I don't know that he's going to get that today because 
Houston's going to be able to throw the ball. So I expect Deshaun Watson, especially Deshaun Watson, who looks like he is healthy for the first time this season. I like him a lot today. I think he's going to have a big game today. So I don't like Washington. I don't like anyone on their offense, too. I'm not just being hard on Adrian Peterson. They've got injuries at every position. No Chris Thompson, no Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson's on IR. Maurice Harris is their best passing option right now because Jordan Reed has been a devastating disappointment this entire year. So I'm staying away from every Washington pass catcher in this game, and I really don't want any part of their offense to to begin with. But as I told you, Deshaun Watson, I do think is set up for a nice game. DeAndre Hopkins is in your lineup without question. And he should be a big play today. But uh, Quentin Dunbar, the best cornerback for the R's, might not play. So that means good things for all Texans wide receivers, including Demarius Thomas. He's had more time to adapt to his role coming off of a bye week. And Kiki Cutie is expected to make his return from a hamstring injury. He was very effective early on in the year when he was getting the snaps. So I actually like all those guys. Kiki is a guy who's available in a lot of leagues because a lot of guys dropped him after he was dealing with an injury after an early season surge. So if he's available... I actually, uh, I just picked him up in a league. I am adding him in multiple leagues, and I am actually starting him today because I like him a lot in this matchup. And as far as Lamar Miller goes, I mean, Lamar Miller, I suppose, is a bell cow running back, although they are expected to have Deontay Foreman back at some point. Maybe not this week, but they're starting to work him back into practice. Deontay Foreman's a guy that I like a lot. If he's available, I would go out and pick him up because I think he's much more talented than Lamar Miller. And Washington's only given up one rushing TD over the last five games, they are a very good run defense, despite a couple tough matchups as of re- recently. But I don't like Lamar Miller at all in general, so I'm staying away from Lamar Miller today. Uh, we got to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, we're going to catch up with our good friend Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. We are uh, just one day away from the biggest NFL matchup of the season. Your Kansas City Chiefs travel to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. I think we are all very excited about the matchup. And the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate presented by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac starts at 6. And it takes you right up to kickoff of the most anticipated NFL game of the season. We all can't wait. Uh, And if you can, you should join us. We will be uh, live on the Kansas City Streetcar tomorrow, show in Vern from 10 to 2. If you can't make it out to the Streetcar downtown tomorrow sometime, then make sure you get to Winning Streaks inside Harris Casino. As we are having a watch party there, the drive will be broadcasting live, and then we will be hanging out with you all night long watching the Chiefs Rams matchup, and we will have plenty of good giveaways. But right now, we are joined by our good friend, Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. How are we doing this morning, Brian? Pretty good, Stephen. How about you? And by the way, I don't know. Like, it's, it's definitely the most anticipated game of the year. This might be the most anticipated regular season game that I can remember in my uh, 37 years of watching football. But, uh, well, yeah, hey, great to be here. <laughs> well, and I was actually... I actually wanted to ask you because we we talked about that this week uh, on show and Vern was like is nationally because we 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 know we know how big it is here in Kansas City but we weren't sure nationally if it really was being hyped up 
as much as it should be. Obviously, it's a big game, but we felt like maybe we were just anticipating it too much. So you're saying this is most anticipated game you can remember in years. Well, especially out of conference, you know. I mean, big games or at least some kind of in-conference thing, you know, or, yeah. you know, the division is on the line. But, yeah, absolutely. But for fantasy football players, of course, it's even, uh, even more anticipated because, uh, yeah, it better be it better be a ton of points. We're all going to be very disappointed. But, uh, hey, if it's a close game. That's all that really matters. Yeah. It could be a, a Super Bowl preview. But uh, I'm sure you guys have dissected this point. Let's uh, talk about some other teams. <laughs> yes. I've got uh, Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley, so I've got a lot of action going in that game. I can't wait. But uh, where I want to start with you, Brian, uh, it does sound, in fact, like Lamar Jackson is going to start for the Baltimore Ravens today as Joe Flacco is dealing with a hip injury. Uh, we have no idea if Lamar Jackson can be a competent thrower at the NFL level, but because we know how dynamic he can be making plays with his legs, I tend to think that he is worth a pickup today, but I'm curious where where you land on Lamar Jackson moving forward today because it also feels like it could be a heavy Alex Collins game as they try to protect Lamar Jackson a little bit from making mistakes. Yeah, I think they're really going to try and mitigate any huge errors that are going to dumb his confidence down, but uh, he's an absolute menace on the ground, as we all know. Yeah, the, the throwing is uh, still up in the air, uh, pun intended, I guess, but uh, it's an amazing matchup for uh, a passer. The Bengals' secondary is uh, absolute garbage, and honestly, rest of season, the Bengals, or, I'm sorry, the, the Ravens side is the friendliest uh, schedule for quarterbacks, so if Jackson can continue to improve on his passing, He's in line for a huge rest of season, so he absolutely should be picked up, even in one quarterback leagues. Uh, I would just want him on my team just to keep him away from other people. And, uh, but, yeah, he's, he's outside of the, the Rams, he's, this is the game I'm most excited about is just watching Lamar Jackson today, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm really excited about him because we all know that he can be a very – uh, dy- dynamic player, and we've all kind of wanted to see that. I mean, I think I think a lot of people outside of Baltimore are kind of ready to move on from Joe Flacco just to see what there is with Lamar Jackson. So I, I, I hope he figures it out. I, I, I'm going to be furious if they trot him out there just to do options and stuff and then sub in Robert Griffin to pass, but I, I, I'm hoping he, he he just gets the reins today and we can really see what he's going to do because we know he is a very dynamic player. Um yeah. Righty Mike Vick. That's what I'm saying he's going to be. Yes. Oh, I've been in his corner all along. I'm no pro scout, but I don't think he has what it takes to make it in the NFL. He's got that Mike Vick. <laughs> yeah. I agree to him, but I just a right-handed burden. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Lions are going to be without Marvin Jones today. Golden Tate is in Philadelphia. So it sounds like Kenny Galladay is the only person that anybody's probably heard of who the Lions are going to trot out at wide receiver. Although it does sound like Theo Riddick will get some run in the slot. Uh, is is there anyone else on that team who's worth picking up and playing today? Or is it a, if Theo Riddick is available, you absolutely have to go get him right now? Yeah, Riddick's a solid, basically like almost like a wide receiver to play in PPR leagues. Not only this week, but in past weeks and the rest of the season, because they are so incredibly thin. That wide receiver now is with Jones hurt and, uh, Speaking about Galladay, I do not like him at all today, even though he's the only healthy you know, receiver, essentially. Uh, James Bradbury, very good corner for the Panthers. They're going to key in on Galladay a lot. So uh, we already talked Riddick. I like him. You know, you, you play him as a running back, but he's essentially a wide receiver. And uh, Luke Wilson with two L's. The, the Panthers are pretty much the juiciest matchup for tight ends. 
Uh, Michael Roberts is out for Detroit. Luke Wilson's been kind of banged up all season, and you know, Roberts, Keen Roberts have been sharing snaps. If Roberts is out of the picture, Wilson has a little designation going into this game. He's a basically bare minimum across the industry, and you know, Tyler is such a wasteland. If you're super desperate, Luke Wilson is a viable play today for Detroit. Um, and, Brian, most fantasy trade deadlines are coming up within the next week or two. I actually was in a league where our trade deadline was this week. Uh, but who are some guys outside of the top-tier fantasy players that you think could be acquired at a reasonable cost who could help you the most moving forward as we're getting closer and closer to the postseason? I'm going to try and take a different spin on your question. I'm just going to say, if you're still uh, able to trade, and this is redraft only, you know, not a keeper or dying series, I would try and unload Saquon Barkley, uh, just on the fact that his remaining schedule is absolutely brutal. He'll still get a lot of targets, his thumb off, stuff like that, but I think his uh, production will decline, and I think the Giants will start to realize, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't you know, be running this kid into a brick wall. Uh, at the end of the season for no good reason whatsoever, even though he will be chasing history. He'll be one of the first to go over 1,000 yards rushing and receiving in a very long time, but he'll probably do that today. But uh, I would just try and unload Barkley onto someone, and you could obviously get a King's ransom in return. I can't give you a specific player or players. It depends on the team, yeah. but uh, Barkley's a guy I'd be looking to move right now in redraft. Oh, heard it from Brian Johnson. Go out and get Saquon Barkley if you can. Uh, the Pittsburgh hey, Steelers. Still- Sorry? No, no, sell Saquon. Oh, sell Saquon. Saquon. Yes, yes, yes. Sell (laughs) Saquon. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It sounds like A.J. Bouye is going to play after he missed uh, the past couple of games with an injury. Um, Ben Roethlisberger generally the past few years has been a no-go on road games, especially in a tough matchup like this. But he's actually been better on the road this season. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on Big Ben and this offense in what is kind of a must-win for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, the, not to, re, to re, reiterate what you said, yeah, he has been a little better on the road. And uh, basically, you know, in, in seasonal play, you're not going to bench uh, Antonio Brown or Drew or Jules Conner by any means. Ben might have a better option at quarterback. He's not a slam-dunk start, even though his numbers are better on the road. Uh, in Jacksonville, with Back. So if you own Roethlisberger, uh, there's oh, like Lamar Jackson, maybe I would start over him. Maybe some other guys like Marcus Mariota. So he's definitely not a slam dunk start, regardless of the more positive splits on the road. And, uh, yeah, with Bouye back, definitely thumbs uh, down his value. And I wouldn't really – they're all very contrarian plays in um, daily this week because people still look at Jacksonville uh, as a tough matchup. So uh, out of the three big names, I would still go James Conner, the guy that's not He's still a little less priced than the other big name running backs, even though he deserves to be right up in that in that combo. Yeah. And then uh three running backs who were virtually first round locks at the beginning of the year, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, and Dalvin Cook. Uh Fournette and Cook, of course, have been injured for most of the season, but came back and and looked productive in their last games. Uh David Johnson been coming on much more since Byron Leftwich took over as offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, how would you rank these guys moving forward the rest of the season in terms of potential and playoff runs and things like that? Uh, it's, it's, uh, DJ is a bullet for me. Yeah, since uh, Leftwich took over, he's racked up nearly 300 combo yards. Um, and there's two games today. He's got an amazing matchup against Oakland. Uh, he will power owner, uh, his owner, Oakland, 
everything else goes incredibly wrong for them. And then the best thing of all about David Johnson, which I found out, I just stumbled across this yesterday. In week 15, if you're in the playoffs, you better hope you have David Johnson, and you better really hope you're not playing against him because he's in Atlanta, the best matchup almost in the history of running backs for many years on his birthday to the exact day, week 15 Ooh. Sunday, David Johnson's birthday. So you got something to look forward to out there, David Johnson owner. So, yeah, I love him the rest of the season, not going into next year. It's all DJ for me over those other two. So birthday game for David Johnson at Atlanta to propel you to a fantasy championship, hopefully. And, Brian, who do you got as a, uh, as a deep league sleeper today? I, I uh, mentioned Luke Wilson earlier. He's definitely a deep, deep tight end sleeper. But uh, Seth Roberts out in Oakland. Uh, Jordy Nelson's out. Marquavis Bryan is out. People look at Brandon Lafell as a top guy on the depth chart now. But uh, I think Pat Pete will cover him more than Roberts, who's in the slot a lot. And Peterson doesn't really travel there a whole lot at this point in his career. And uh, it's going to be a positive game strip for uh, Raiders wide receivers. And Roberts is going to be the primary one today outside of Jerry Cliff and Jalen Rashard. And he's... Uh, Dirt cheap on those sites, uh, sites, especially with sandball. So uh, check it out. Throw them in wide receiver and then uh, build out the rest on your own and have some fun. Yes. Make sure you go get entered in a contest at fanball.com. And you heard it right here, Brian Johnson, Seth Roberts. They, they don't have any other wide receivers basically today. So Seth Roberts has got a pretty nice matchup. But uh, you can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Steven. Beat those Rams. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, coming up next, we got to get back into some more matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Oh. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. We've got all kinds of news breaking right now. Uh, As reported earlier this week, Kansas was expected to finalize the deal to make Les Miles their new head football coach. And it is being reported uh, just a few minutes ago that a deal is in place. Kansas is expected to announce later today that Les Miles is indeed their new head football coach. Uh, He is supposedly en route to Lawrence, I would imagine, He's going to have some type of press conference later on today to announce all of that. Uh, that's that. That's pretty exciting for Kansas football for a team that's won, like, how, how many games in the last, like, 10 years? Like, like 12? I mean, I think that's being kind. Is that, is, that probably is generous. Like one, yeah. Well, they uh, have, like, two this year, three? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I mean, they, they hung kind of tough with Oklahoma last night. I watched that game for a little bit. Put up 40? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a decent contest for them. It, it, really, what it was was those guys were were trying to make sure that Les could see see they could play and, and say, hey, I, Les Miles is coming to town. I want to prove that I, could, that I still deserve playing time come next season. You ain't lying. Uh, but there's also a report out from Jason Lock and Four that the Chiefs expect Eric Berry back at practice following their Week 12 bye. That could obviously be huge for the Kansas City Chiefs as Eric Berry is arguably their best defensive player, has not practiced uh, since since early season training camp, uh, has been out for the last several months dealing with a heel injury. So that could be absolutely huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, before we get back into some matchups, coming up today from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., stop by Red Robin on 135th Street in Overland Park. You can say hi to Ron, the show Hughley, Bob Fesco, Brad Fanning, and make sure you bring a turkey. As part of uh, the Della Lamb Operation Thanksgiving, Red Robin will give you a free appetizer for your meal if you swing by and you bring your turkey with you. Free appetizer before you get your food. And if you can't make it to the Red Robin in Overland Park, you can also stop by their Zona Rosa location as they are also participating. So make sure you bring a turkey. It's for a very good cause as Del Lamb is trying to help feed uh, families for Thanksgiving. So make sure. Red Robin, Overland Park. Well, let's get back into some matchups. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we are just talking to Brian Johnson about this game. And uh, there is actually a report floating around from Adam Schefter this morning that the Jaguars could consider trading star cornerback Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. Uh, that, that would be huge. Jalen Ramsey is one of the absolute best players at his position in the NFL. Um, it, it does sound like it, it, it's crazy that Jacksonville went from AFC championship team to this offseason people looking at them as a potential Super Bowl contender with that defense to being a team that's that their season's basically on the brink of collapse today, and they're talking about moving their best player. I, uh, that's just how fast things turn around in the NFL. But as far as the matchup goes, A.J. Bouye is expected back today. That's huge for the Jags. Uh, heard our guy Paul Charchian on Thursday tell us on show and Vern that without Bouye in two games, the Jags gave up six wide receiver touchdowns. They hadn't done that the entire season prior to his injury. Uh, he's a hugely impactful player for them. Ben's been better on the road this season, uh, but I think the Jags just know how to play the Steelers. Uh, clearly, Antonio Brown, James Conner, and Juju Smith-Schuster are still in your season-long lineups because those guys are too valuable to bench, but it is worth noting Juju was pretty ineffective last season in two games against the Jags, but he's a very different player this season. Actually, against their, in their first matchup, he just uh, was still getting acclimated to the offense. He wasn't as uh, big of a star as he is right now. But Antonio Brown actually torched the Jags both times they played last season. Uh, and the Jags have actually been pretty bad against tight ends over the last two games. Uh, four different tight ends have scored against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I really like Vance McDonald's chances of getting into the end zone today. And if you can beat this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, it's on the ground. So, of course, James Conner is in your lineup. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't do much damage on a lot of work last week, but he did find the end zone twice. Uh, he's the workhorse running back, obviously, and he should be in your lineup every week moving forward, assuming he is healthy. He had 29 touches last week. Uh, their offense runs through him. He smoked the Steelers in both matchups last season, including including that first matchup where he ran for over 180 yards, had a 90-yard touchdown. Uh, they've given up rushing TDs in four of the past five games. So Leonard Fournette should absolutely be in your lineup today. Uh, as far as their pass catchers go, I mean, Dante Moncrief seems to be separating himself a little bit. Uh, he's been the most effective wide receiver for Jacksonville as of late. D.D. Westbrook led them in targets, however, last week. Uh, they seem to be the top two guys. Keelan Cole's an absolute non-factor, and D.J. Chark has been getting more and more work. He's been getting more snaps than Keelan Cole recently. So uh, as, far, as far as their pass catchers go in a, in a matchup that dictates they should be able to do some damage, I think Moncrief and Westbrook are kind of dart throws. I'm not really interested in starting any other Jacksonville pass catcher, but those guys should get some work in what seems to be a good matchup on paper. 
The Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Mixon missed practice this week, but it was uh, sounds like it was mostly a rest thing. He did not carry an injury designation into this game. And he ground, he ground out over 80 yards on 22 touches the last time these teams played earlier in the year. Ravens' defense is great, uh, but it's been slower the past few weeks. And while we, we talk about them as if they are like a top three run unit because they were early on in the year, over the last three games, they've actually struggled quite a bit against the run. So I actually like Mixon today, assuming he is healthy and good to go. And Giovanni Bernard, uh, we expect him to be in the mix a little bit more, especially if Mixon is banged up. But the Ravens have been absolutely spectacular against pass-catching running backs. So it's a very, very tough matchup, especially... A.J. Green, it sounded like he wasn't going to play. He was listed as doubtful headed in this game, but now the Bengals are saying he's going to test it pregame. If they like what they see, he's got potential to play this game, but it's risky. I mean, I mean, maybe A.J. Green does go in this game. Maybe he gets five snaps into the game, re-injures himself, has to leave again. If I'm Cincinnati, I am benching A.J. Green today just to make sure he is healthy over the next couple of weeks because they are still in the playoff hunt. They still have potential to make it. I'm not convinced they are going to make the playoffs. But I don't think it's it's worth risking A.J. Green today. But this is kind of a, a divisional matchup that Cincinnati really needs. Uh, and I'm staying away from Tyler Boyd. Uh, he's going to get the volume, so he's got that opportunity. But if he doesn't, like he, he's got the best matchup of any Ravens cornerback coming out of the slot. But they're still a very good defense. And if A.J. Green doesn't go, like we saw how ineffective that passing game was last week with Andy Dalton and no A.J. Green. So if A.J. Green doesn't go, I think you have to bench Tyler Boyd as well. Uh, and Baltimore is wildly interesting today because it sounds like Lamar Jackson is going to be their starting quarterback. I am all about Lamar Jackson. I will be locked in this game just because I want to see what Lamar Jackson can do at this level because he's a very exciting player. And he's a guy that I'm really rooting for and I really want him to succeed. That being said, this should bode well because Cincinnati is one of the worst defenses in fantasy football. But as we were speaking with Brian Johnson, we aren't really sure how effective Lamar Jackson is as a passer at the NFL level. But he's so dynamic with his feet. I think he is absolutely a guy you can pick up and play in a desperation spot today. I mean, we got six NFL teams on by. So I think Lamar Jackson is a guy who's going to be fantasy relevant just because of the damage that he can do with his legs. But I don't know that I trust any Ravens pass catcher uh, outside of John Brown, who's been their best receiver this season. Willie Snead has been coming on a lot lately as their kind of PPR guy. So you could take dart throws at them, but I don't really trust them. I do love Alex Collins in this game as Cincinnati's terrible against the run. They're terrible fantasy defense in general, but Alex Collins, I think is going to get a ton, a ton, a ton of work today to try to limit the amount of mistakes that Lamar Jackson can possibly make. But I do still like Lamar Jackson today. Uh Oakland at Arizona. Doug Martin's actually a guy who needs to be in your lineup today. Uh, as we know, Arizona's one of the worst defense in the NFL against opposing running backs. Jared Cook has been absolutely brutal since his early season heroes. And the cards have been pretty good against the pass, including the tight end position. Carr shouldn't be in your lineup. And, you know, Brian Johnson told us Seth Roberts is, is kind of a dart throw because he should avoid the best coverage guys for the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, like we saw the Chiefs struggle against them a little bit last weekend in the passing game. They're a very good pass unit. So Seth Roberts is obviously a dart throw in very deep leagues or a dart throw in DFS, but I don't really want any part of him personally as Jordy, Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant are not playing today. As far as the Arizona Cardinals go, David Johnson should absolutely be in your lineup since Byron Leftwich took over. David Johnson 
has looked like the superstar caliber running back that we all thought we were drafting back at the beginning of the season. Larry Fitzgerald has actually been very productive with Byron as well. So I like Larry Fitzgerald. I like David Johnson in a uh, in what looks like a very good game on paper. As we know, Oakland just looks like they have quit this season. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is terrible. They are one of the absolute worst teams in the NFL. And Josh Rosen is another dart throw quarterback that I think the, the matchup is good enough that I think Josh Rosen has potential for a couple touchdown passes today. I mean, Josh Rosen's not going to do a ton of damage in the passing game, but I actually like him quite a bit today just because of all the bye weeks and because the matchup is so good. <laughs> the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers, which you can hear right here on 610 Sports Radio, immediately following the Houston Texans and the Washington R's. Broncos lost another offensive lineman this week to a season-ending injury. They're absolutely decimated up front, and that really hurts guys like Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, who is expected back today. They're allowing a ton of receiving yards to running backs, though, so I, so I do still like Phillip Lindsay in this game. Case Keenum's only averaging a touchdown per game this season. He's got multiple games without even throwing a single touchdown, and the Chargers are only giving up one passing touchdown per game on the season. They've only given up one 300-yard passer this season, which means stay the hell away from Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. I do not like this matchup at all for them. And the Chargers get Joey Bosa back. So, Broncos have a ton of injuries on the offensive line, and the Chargers get their best defensive player back when their defense is already really good. I don't like this matchup for them at all. Phil Lindsay is the only guy I'm considering starting in any scenario in this game. As far as Phillip Rivers goes, he's still the only quarterback in the NFL, multiple passing touchdowns in every game this season. Broncos' pass defense isn't as great as it used to be, but it's still solid. And, and Phil Phil is an elite option, though. And uh, they're going to struggle to completely shut him down. Phillip Rivers should absolutely be in your lineup. Keenan Allen struggled against the Broncos last season. He's going to see Chris Harris all day. So it's a tough matchup for Keenan Allen. You probably can't afford to bench him in your season-long lineups, but I'm staying away from him in, in my daily lineups this week. Uh, Tyrell Williams is a guy that I like, though, as you can beat Denver over the top. Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, they're both kind of dart throws. Tyrell seems to get a little bit more of the volume, but neither one of them gets a ton of targets. Tyrell Williams has been more consistent with his targets recently. So I would I would lean Tyrell Williams over Mike Williams, but I actually like both those guys a little bit today. Melvin Gordon's elite. He goes in your lineup without saying. Austin Eckler has really slowed down since since all the production that he was cranking out early on in the season. So I think Austin Eckler has to go on the bench. I'm going to go get loaded. See, you were probably expecting me to pick the Chiefs and the Rams game, but that's a game everybody's on. That goes without saying. Like, I don't even need to spend any time on that game. Just start every single player in that game, including Spencer Ware. We'll talk about that later. But my loaded matchup of the week, Philadelphia at New Orleans. I'm very excited about this game. Not quite as excited about the Chiefs and the Rams game, but we should be excited about this game because this this is going to be a very fun game to watch. We do expect it to be a shootout. Uh, Josh Adams, Doug Peterson says he loves him. He's getting more and more work. He looks like he might be the most talented running back that the Eagles have right now. Uh, but that being said, New Orleans is the best team in the NFL against the run. So I don't want any part of Josh Adams today, but if you didn't add him this week, I would go out and add him this morning, not to play him this week, but to put on your bench because I do believe he is the Eagles running back to roster for the rest of the season. Saints held Todd Gurley to his lowest scoring game of the season. So I don't want any part of the Eagles running game in that one. But that being said, 
Zach Ertz is obviously locked into your lineup. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And uh, New Orleans has been pretty good against the position, but they haven't played a lot of tight ends the caliber of Zach Ertz, so he obviously is in your lineup. And the Saints' defense hasn't been quite as locked down against the pass. Marshawn Lattimore has been exposed quite a bit this season, so I think Alshon Jeffrey is in for a good game. I think Golden Tate is going to see a lot of Eli Apple today, and Eli Apple has not been very good since New Orleans traded for him. I think Nelson Aguilar is even in play today because I think Carson Wentz is going to spread the ball around a lot. So I like every Philadelphia Eagles pass catcher against the New Orleans team that can't really shut anybody down in that regard. As far as your Saints go, I mean, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, I don't need to explain much about them. But the Eagles lost Ronald Darby for the year and Jalen Mills isn't expected in this one. So that Eagles secondary is decimated by injuries right now. And the Eagles are very tough against the run. So I, I love Kamara a lot more than I like Ingram, and I, I would actually probably bench Ingram in this one because the Eagles have been a top-five run defense all season. But this is going to be a passing matchup. This is going to be a game that is heavy, heavy Drew Brees, so I think Alvin Kamara gets a ton more volume in this game than Mark Ingram does. And Traquan Smith is a guy you could take a shot at. But like I, I started him last week, and I really liked him last week. They got zero targets. He did nothing. Uh, they did sign Brandon Marshall, but he's not going to be a factor this week, and I don't trust Benjamin Watson whatsoever. So, but so I, I, I will, I am willing to give Traquan Smith another chance just because I think this is going to be such a shootout. But he burned me last week, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, we need to hit another quick timeout. When we get back, we'll give you our sleepers, streamers, and busts. Fanballs Fantasy Football Sunday, six ten Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. It's a few more minutes here until uh, my guy Jay Binkley takes over for you, and he'll be taking you till 11.30 when the uh, Houston Texans and the Washington R's will take each other on right here on 610 Sports Radio. Coming up tomorrow, Show and Werner doing it bigger and badder this time live on the Kansas City Streetcar. Swing by, we'll have special guests all throughout the show. Ron Cho Hughley, Josh Bernier. We'll be the, live on the Kansas City Streetcar for four straight hours. And if you can't make it, make sure you head to Winning Streaks tomorrow night. The drive will be broadcasting live. We will have giveaways as we are getting geared up for our Chiefs versus Rams watch party. It is the biggest NFL game of the entire season. We are all absolutely thrilled. Uh, but right here, this is something we call Thursday night this morning where we take a look back at Thursday night matchup and give you our thoughts, anything that we learned from the game. And I'll tell you what I learned. Something that I've been preaching for years now. Mike McCarthy absolutely needs to be fired. And I'm sorry, Mike. You had a good run, but it just doesn't look good up there in Green Bay right now. It doesn't look like you're adapting to the modern offensive game of the NFL. And the Packers just aren't a playoff team. Plain and simple. This isn't a relax year where Aaron Rodgers will rattle off a bunch of wins in a row to make the postseason. Because that team just isn't that good. They have to change it up. They need a different look. And Aaron Rodgers, you can see how frustrated Aaron Rodgers is with his head football coach. It took him until this past week with the, with the Packers potentially being out of the playoff race to finally get Aaron Jones involved as a starting running back when we know he is absolutely the most talented running back on that roster. And Aaron Rodgers needs a running game. Seahawks, Seahawks moving forward, however, I don't believe are a playoff team either, but Russ should be in your fantasy lineups each and every week. As we know, Russell Wilson balls down the stretch. Always has. 
And Rashad Penny looks like he's actually starting to figure out the NFL game, and they're going to get him more and more work. So if you can, make sure you pick up Rashad Penny because he actually I, – I thought maybe it was a, a one-week wonder based on how terrible he was early on in the season – but he looked pretty effective in that game as well, and I think they're going to continue to work him in because he was a high-round draft pick. Our sleeper of the week, Dak Prescott. I've been hard on Dak this season, and moving forward, I still don't believe Dak is a very good starting NFL quarterback. He's just not a very good passer, but the running will always keep him fantasy relevant. He's got at least 18 points in four straight games, and this week he's taking on the Falcons. We just start guys against the Atlanta Falcons. So I actually like Dak Prescott a lot today in DFS and in season long. I'm actually starting him in a couple of leagues out of necessity. But uh, who's our streamer today? I do think the Detroit Lions are a very bad football team. Uh, But I still... They still like to throw a lot, and their defense is very average at best. Kenny Galladay is the only wide receiver they have with a pulse right now, but Theo Riddick is expected to move out to the slot and be a lot more involved in the passing game. So I actually like Theo Riddick as a, as a decent streamer today because Matthew Stafford just doesn't really have anybody else to throw to, and I think Kenny Galladay is going to get so much attention from everyone else in that secondary. He's got to find somebody, and I think Theo Riddick is going to be that guy. As far as our bus go, Adrian Peterson is going to keep making this list every week until ours get him some help from that offensive line. They are just devastated right now, which is killing Adrian Peterson's season as well as Alex Smith's season. Alex Smith has been brutal over the last three weeks because that offensive line is so banged up and it's not getting any better anytime soon. Texas giving up the second lowest yards per carry in the league. They are a very good run team. I don't like anything about Adrian Peterson. I don't like anything about this matchup for Washington today as they are just devastated by injuries right now. I only got a couple more minutes. I got a couple more matchups that I need to get to, so let's just go ahead and knock those out. The uh, Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. This seems to be a defensive game, but uh, Stefan Diggs has actually played really well against the Bears in his career, scoring a touchdown in four out of five games. The Vikings should try to script Treadwell against Kyle Fuller, who is their best cover corner, to line up Diggs against Prince Amukamara, who is a much better matchup. Adam Thielen is questionable in this one. It sounds like he's probably going to play, and I would expect him to play. If he is in play, of course he has to be in your lineup. Uh, but no, he, he did miss some practice this week dealing with a couple different injuries, especially coming out of a bye. That's a little worrisome for Thielen, but obviously you can't bench him. Kyle Rudolph is a terrible player, as I tell you each and every week, so do not play him. Uh, The Bears have been great against the run, so it's a very tough matchup for Dalvin Cook. They've only given up one rushing TD all season, Uh, but I I still think in season long, you probably don't have much guys uh, with better potential than Dalvin Cook. And the Bears have actually been pretty bad against pass-catching running backs, so I like that aspect of Dalvin Cook's game against the Chicago Bears in what is a very tough matchup. As far as Latavius Murray goes, I think you have to bench him this week because he is basically just a goal-line running back when Dalvin Cook is healthy. I don't think you you are able to rely on him whatsoever. So bench Latavius Murray. As far as the Bears go, Mitch Trubisky has been incredible. His ascension has been something that has been breathtaking to watch. As you know, I love my guy Mitch Trubisky. 
but this is a very tough matchup. I don't like Allen Robinson at all in this one after he went off last week because he will be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes, and Xavier Rhodes hasn't allowed a wide receiver touchdown since week two. Week two of the season, Xavier Rhodes hasn't allowed a touchdown. Uh, that does not bode well for Allen Robinson today. I'm benching him in a couple of leagues because I just don't have faith that he's going to be able to find the breathing room against a cornerback the caliber of Xavier Rhodes. Taylor Gabriel didn't have a single catch last week, and he'll see a lot of Trey Waynes. And Trey Waynes has actually been very good this season, so that's a very tough matchup for Taylor Gabriel. Uh, I don't expect that he'll be able to beat this Minnesota Vikings defense over the top. I just think they're too good in that secondary. Uh, but they are struggling against tight ends this season. They're actually bad against tight ends, which which is a shock. That being that being said, they've had a lot of injuries to their linebacker position, so that that will hurt when you're going up against some of the better tight ends in the NFL. Uh, so I do like Trey Burton a lot in this one. And uh, Tariq Cohen should be effective in the passing game, as, as I said. You can also, if the, the Vikings have an elite run defense, but they are 20th in the NFL in the league against pass-catching running backs. So that bodes well for Tariq Cohen, and that bodes well for Trey Burton. I like both of them today. I don't like Jordan Howard. He should absolutely be on your bench. And the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Rams Monday night football. It is one for the ages. I don't need to say much about that game other than just start them. Just, just, just start everybody. And that, that includes, is it Josh Reynolds? Is that right? I keep, I keep wanting to call him Josh Roberts, but I think I'm confusing him with Seth Roberts. But he is going to be filling in for the injured Cooper Cup, who is done for the season with a torn ACL. And the Chiefs have been, while Kendall Fuller's been much better recently, uh, I mean, there's just going to be points everywhere in this game. You don't expect anybody's going to be able to slow anybody down. Todd Gurley's obviously going to be a monster. Obviously, Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is questionable, but get Sammy into your lineup. Thank you guys so much for listening. Coming up next, my guy Jay Binkley.